Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Hour number two at Drive Time Sports here on the Buzz Radio Network. Rick Schaefer standing by in Northwest Arkansas. I'm Randy Rainwater from the capital city. Now to Trey Betty, brought to you by Asher Record Service, 501-562-2293. Family owned and operated since 1980. Asher Wrecker, dependable towing and vehicle recovery service. Ask for Asher. Good afternoon, Trey. It happens a lot, doesn't it? (laughs) And he's probably, when he pops on, he'll say, well, I've been here all along. Okay, let's do this again. Okay. Now to Trey Betty, brought to you by Asher Wrecker Service, 501-562-2293. Family owned and operated since 1980. Asher Wrecker, dependable towing and vehicle recovery service. Ask for Asher. Uh, good afternoon. Hey, hey Trey! Good afternoon! <laughs> second time's a charm. Second time's a charm. All the time. Is that a second time? Yeah, because we didn't hear you the first time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, happens a okay. lot. Sorry. Mm-hmm. No, happens a okay. lot. Sorry. That's all right. Worked out good. That's okay. That's it. Uh, Trey, a very busy weekend, as it turned out, mm-hmm. for the Arkansas football coaching staff. Added not one, not two, but three. Now, does Francis Sherman, the big tight end, was that sometime Friday when he committed? I know the other two guys did commit over the weekend, but uh, uh, anyway, a tight end, more or less a blocking tight end. I think he's, what, three career (laughs) receptions uh, at Louisville. Mm -hmm. And then you've got uh, maybe his key of a pickup, and uh, you got another defensive lineman. Is it Kivey? Kivey? I believe. Kivey? The way Danny tells me, it's Kivey, yeah. Um, Kivey Rose? Yeah, definitely a lot of activity over the weekend. And uh, uh, Sherman, I don't remember if he was Friday. I, I don't remember exactly when he was. I think he was Friday. Uh, but, you know, there's not like – that's the reason, like, Varquise Gums, when he – uh, had decommitted to Arkansas before recommitting. That's why I was just like, man, that's a tough, really tough one because um, there just wasn't a lot of guys at that of that ilk in the transfer portal at tight end. Um, Sherman's a good addition, you know, but I think if Sherman is a guy that maybe they can move down, the, you know, the goal line because he is an accomplished blocker. Um, they need the depth for you know practice and stuff to get through. Uh, practices they're going to run with two tight end sets, so that's kind of what you know I view him as. But there've been other guys that have committed to Arkansas that weren't highly celebrated, um, you know, at you know even out of the transfer portal that ended up being really good players for him. Um, then Kiwi Rose was next. Kiwi's uh, you know he's a big get for him. Uh, this was a guy that was had visited TCU um, and Miami and picked Arkansas over over both of those programs and several others. He just had narrowed it down to those two. He's a uh, first-team All-Conference USA player last year. And uh, so he's he's a, he's a nice kid. I mean, when you talk about what they've been able to add to the transfer portal on the defensive line uh, with Kiwi Rose and uh, Tank Booker at the interior spots and then, you know, on the edge with Trajan Jeffcoat and John Morgan and, you know, going back last year to Landon Jackson – I think it makes for as deep of a defensive line as, I mean, I can't think of one where they could just go, you know, six deep on the outside, six deep on the inside um, solidly. So nice, nice additions uh, with those guys. And then uh, then Arthur Breath- Braithwaite, uh, you know, again, a guy that's, you know, not super highly um, – you know, targeted but at a neat position. I still think that they it would be good if they could find a a guy that could come in and like absolutely take a starting spot and he may he may be that based on what they have right now. But he is going to provide some depth at uh you know an area of need where they're uh, a little low. I just don't know if there's 
I don't know if there's a safety out there that I would go, that guy's, you know, definitely coming in and starting if they can get him. Uh, but he, he'll challenge. I mean, he'll he'll challenge. He has 98 career tackles, um, 48 games played, I think, in his career. He was banged up a little last year. He only played in eight games. Um, so those are the, the three newest scholarship additions. It gives Arkansas 17. They also, I don't know if you saw this, Randy, they landed a, a, a punter, kicker yeah. punter. Yeah, walk on. Uh, Tyler, Northern Colorado. Uh, yeah, Tyler Larco. He was all um, Ohio Valley Conference. Or is that Ohio Valley? I think it's OBC. Um, he had like a 75-yard punt last year, a uh, few over 60 yards. Uh, I think that that's a nice addition just because, you know, Fletcher, Max Fletcher's been pretty inconsistent. Um, you know, and I, I give him a little slack. He came in from Australia, a whole new country. He's a true freshman. Um, I know he can boot the ball, just got to be more consistent. Uh, but uh, uh, this guy, Larko, will come in. He's got two years of eligibility and maybe give him a little push. Competition be good. Um, you know, Randy, I was thinking about this with, you know, Arkansas is all their transfer additions. Do you know that they have 25 scholarship seniors on this roster now? 25. Wow. I can't ever – the closest wow. I could find where they had that many was 2021 after the COVID year when you had so many guys come back as super seniors. And that really helped that, that team, obviously. You had 19 uh, back then. This year you have you have 25 seniors as of now in four different categories. You have redshirt super seniors, super seniors, redshirt seniors, and true seniors. So four categories of seniors. And maybe Ladarius Bishop could be in another one because – He's a redshirt super senior and has the opportunity for a medical hardship in the seventh year, uh, but that's that's usually a good indicator of of, of you know a team that's going to have a good season. Now they've got to gel. They're they're you know I don't think it's the same as basketball because you're moving around together, but uh, they've got to gel and come together. But that's that's a lot of experience suddenly uh, for Arkansas this year. Usually a good sign. So, but we'll see. Well, gee, um, Trey. Of those 25 seniors, how many have more than this year of eligibility? Have you figured that one out, mm-hmm. Chad? Well, yeah, I have. Uh, you know, I just I mentioned that they have – here, I can bring it up for you real quick, and, and we'll talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mentioned there are four categories, so really only the redshirt super seniors would be out of eligibility. And then, that amazing. Yeah, the redshirt when super is, seniors. When is this going to end? Uh, COVID was good grief. Twenty twenty. go. I mean, there's still guys on the roster from 2018. Um, well, one guy, Ladarius Bishop's from 2018. So, yeah, um, right. and then there, I think uh, Brath- Brathwaite, uh, the safety they got, I believe he is 2018 also. So there's there's still some time left on on wow. all this. But it's you know we talked yesterday. It's really important that they had the transfer portal because if they didn't have the transfer portal, then I mean, we t- yesterday, like we talked Friday, I think it was, um, Arkansas has two players from the class of 2020 on this roster. You know, those are seniors, true seniors and redshirt juniors, mm. um, two players from that whole roster. So, like, you're able to supplement in a way with, with the transfer portal to make up for this because this year four coming up, nobody's going to care that Sam Pittman had – um, you know, a short turnaround in 2020 and wasn't, you know, because you had the, you hired him in December and the signing days in December. So you had, to, you know, a couple of weeks to put a class together. And then uh, 2021 COVID year where you're restricted, nobody's going to nobody's gonna feel sorry for you because of those two years when it comes to, you know, him being the coach for going on four years. If, and they would be in a lot of trouble without the transfer portal right now. So uh, red shirt super seniors, there are – Six on the team. So they have this coming year remaining. It's Cade Fortin, John Morgan, Trajan Jeffcoat, Antonio Greer, Ladarius Bishop, and Jay Brathwaite. I'm not going to re- uh, go through the whole names, but there's yeah. there's six of those in that category. Super seniors, there's two, and that's just Zach Williams and Al Walcott. Red shirt seniors, there are 11 red shirt seniors. Okay, so they have um, they have well, basically this year remaining, and I guess. The next year, so they redshirt senior has two years of eligibility remaining. Holy. Um, and then they have uh, six uh, true seniors. So the true seniors have two years of eligibility remaining. <laughs> so just six also. of them. 
have to. Well, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Goodness. Well, those gracious. six and then eleven. Okay. So, Seventeen yeah. seniors who could play more than one year left. Seventeen seniors who could who could come back for another. Amazing. Year. You know, yeah. you think about how unless football, unless a super senior unless a super senior redshirts who hasn't redshirted. And then also Ladarius Bishop could come back if he petitions for a medical right For his, what, seventh or eighth year or whatever it is? Seventh he year. said he was here. Yeah. yeah, goodness. You know, you think about the way college football used to be. Players would redshirt, and then uh, they might only start for a, a year or two. And if you had a really senior-laden team, you were going to be really good. That's kind of mm-hmm. gone out the window because, you know, you get guys that are great. You're only going to have them for three years. So mm-hmm. to have 17 seniors who could actually play two more years, mm-hmm. if they're good, if they're good players, that what an advantage that is. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it is. And, you know, like I mentioned with the 2020 class, there's only two players here. And, you know, with, with the transfer portal, they're able to make up. But, you know, the transfer portal took those players, but you just have – I mean, a lot of those guys just weren't good enough, you know. And you'd be you'd be sitting there with those seniors. <laughs> a lot of those guys on your roster are just not very good players. I mean, you're able to upgrade your roster so much, and everybody's able to do it around the country. So that's why it makes it so difficult. That's why last year was difficult because I'd mentioned several times, like, man, this is a good looking team. As I've by the way, last year they didn't have a ton of seniors on last year's, even with the transfer portal, but. You know, they were able to fill in so many gaps with it. Uh, and just moving forward, you know, I, I've said, you know, they need one more defensive tackle. But in years past, three years ago, they would have been fine with the number of defensive tackles based on how they've been in the past. But now it's you just have such an opportunity to stack your team up with veteran players that you have to take advantage of it. And it seems like Arkansas really has. I mean, that defensive line – I mean, you're talking about a lot of old veteran players on the defensive line. Suddenly, it's it's kind of wild to think about. I don't know. I just I don't I can't. And linebacker too. I mean, like Manny Powell and Jordan Crook are going to be really good players, but they don't have to like throw them into the fire next year. They're 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 going to be fine. I mean, you know, save a rash of injuries. Knock on wood. The only area that I really see, you know, some weakness is, is safety. So hopefully maybe there's a guy who emerges you don't expect. Maybe there's some shuffling with the secondary. You know, a lot of that could depend on Quincy McAdoo and his availability, um, what they're able to, to shift around. But I don't know. It looks like a pretty deep team to me. But, again, you, you have to understand that, you know, Ole Miss is building a deep team because of the transfer portal, you know, and so are several others. What is impressive, Trey, is as I look at your breakdown, which this is edition number 99, I think, of the football <laughs> scholarship distribution for 2023, yeah. I still love that number at the, at the next to the bottom, and that is freshman, 20. I love the mm-hmm. fact that they're still recruiting high school kids, and I would think, Trey, that, again, based upon the portal, has it forced the bar up on who now, from a from a high school standpoint, that you do want to offer the scholarship to? Because you're knowing you can fill that spot more than likely with someone out of the portal. Yeah. You still want to build your program, and you can in football. You're able to do that. Basketball, you're not really able to. Nope. You know, basketball, it's turned into – you know, five-star or bust for basketball recruits. Uh, but football, you can still build. You just don't – you want to make sure that you do it in a way that, you know, you you help yourself now with the transfer portal. And, you know, in some cases, longer than that, you know, Gene Singletary's got four years of eligibility left, you know. Landon Jackson came in last year. He was just, uh, what, a, a sophomore. He had three years. So, yeah. Yeah, so um, – you want to make sure that you develop from within your program still, but you also want to make sure that you, you know, hit your needs because in this day, you, you it it's not okay just to start a true freshman, you know, right at the beginning of the year or register a freshman. I mean, unless they're exceptional players. You know, you look back, I talked about the 2020 class, but just to, you know, show through the high school ranks, you look at, you know, some of the guys from that 2019 class, there's still a lot of guys on this team, and you know, guys that aren't are Traylon Burks and Trey Knox and 
uh, Jalen Catalan, you know, guys that played a lot for you, but you still have KJ Je- and Greg Brooks was also part of that class. But KJ Jefferson's still on campus. Zach Williams, Eric Gregory. You just lost Ricky Stromberg. Um, Tarian Carter's still on campus. Bo Limmer, um, Malik Chavis, Brady Latham, Marcus Miller. So you know that just shows you the difference in quality for that 2019 class, which is, in my opinion, the only thing that Chad Morris did um, well when he was at Arkansas was bringing in that 2019 class. You know, versus the transitional 2020 year, just the discrepancy of talent in those two classes is really shocking. And if we remember back, there was no official visits in 2020. Everything was Zoom. 2021. Yeah. Was it 2021? Well, yeah, yeah, for the class of 2021, yeah. Mm -hmm. But I'm just saying in 2020, when... In 2020, When it it hit, there were no official visits. Uh, Everything was Zoom. Uh, Some kids, you basically sign sight unseen. You may have seen their tape for sure, but you didn't get to see them in person. And... uh, as you said before, sometimes a kid who's saying he's six foot ends up being five foot nine. So yeah. a lot and of that And even can harder for a, a new class or a new group of coaches mm-hmm. in that period because, you know, if you're, say, Auburn and you've been there, you know, several years, or no, that's not a good example because they had a changeover, but um, Alabama, maybe that's not a good comparison either. <laughs> but, um, you know, a program that's been there for a while and, and had – you know, those guys come up when they're sophomores and, you know, camp when they're juniors mm-hmm. and, you know, have developed relationships and seen them working out in person versus, you know, Arkansas, Sam Pittman wasn't a head coach somewhere. You know, it's not like he's, um, you know, coming from a, another program where he was a head coach and, and elevating. It's, it's just, it was just a different circumstance. So um, it was really poor timing to take over as a new coach. Um, but luckily, as much as we complain about the transfer portal, it has been really good to Arkansas and Sam Pittman uh, because yeah. those first couple of years it just yeah. just weren't really strong recruiting classes. Let's talk with Boss Hog. Boss Hog, good afternoon. You have a question or comment for Trey? I do. I actually have a few now. Nope. All right, hey uh, Trey, did we get the uh, yes. have we got the kid from uh, that started out in Arkansas State was in Colorado last year? The tight end did he commit to us? Yeah. No. He didn't? You know what I'm talking about? I don't. Started out at Arkansas State and uh, was in Colorado last year. And he's a, basically a four star reevaluated. You know about the young Blaine Toll, the young man out of, yeah. out of Hazen? So. He's at Arkansas State no, now. No. no, sir. No, sir. Not, not Blaine Toll. This kid was played at Arkansas State, if I'm not mistaken, for a year then transferred maybe somewhere else and then over to Colorado, I believe. And uh, we were looking at him a couple, maybe a couple weekends ago or something like that. Things was coming down to us. Hmm. And maybe a couple other schools. But uh, they had pro football had him as the second thunder right under Brock Bowers. Well, you know, one of the one of the outlets or whatever. But also, Trey, if you would, uh, so basically... Would you elaborate on our wide receivers? I think that's where we're going to be at. Maybe have some issues. And then I also think that Rashad Devinian is going to be one heck of a compliment to uh, to Sanders. And I just would like to take on that as well. And uh, Sorry, I, I don't know. Yeah, I got have an a great audio day. error, and I didn't hear anything that was said. But um, they got two tight ends committed. One really, really good one. Uh, they're not bringing in any more tight ends wide receivers he was asking about wide receivers i still think they need to get montana lamonius craig who is from colorado just because the name is fun to say yes exactly that's what i'm saying (laughs) yeah yeah and and he's a really good player Uh, four-star re-ranked transfer who did good things for them last year um he would be a nice addition. The thing with wide receiver and offensive line too. I mean, they could, you know, they could use an offensive lineman, uh, but it's mainly to get the numbers right. Safety is the area that I look at and say, like, they really need a safety. They really need somebody to come in and start. Wide receiver, I, I think they need another. You know, maybe bring in a young guy. You know, somebody to get reps and stuff. Because the seven scholar, they only have seven. They need ten really. They need ten on scholarship. The seven that they have are all 
literally competing to start. They're all right there competing to start. Um, so they've got a good number of quality guys. It's not like, you know, this guy's just a true freshman, this guy's just a true freshman, he's not ready. Um, you know, and they've got Dozier coming in also, um, who's a four-star wide receiver prospect out of out of uh, high school. But they they could use another. But they also have some good walk-ons. I mean, the, the walk-on wide receivers, Marlon Crockett, who they got from Memphis, um, uh, Khalil Geralt, Chris Harris, Cameron Bibby. I mean, those are those are pretty good walk-ons to have. But uh, you would like them to get another guy. Um, and if they get Montana Lamonis Craig, I mean, he'll come in and compete to start. I mean, he'll definitely compete to start. So um, they they could use him. There's, uh, you know, Amari Wiggins is an offensive lineman. They're still looking at a Coffeeville. Um, yeah, there's a few wide receivers. Keon Coleman out of Michigan State, Monta- Montana Lamonis Craig. Now, there's a couple other guys out there that they're they're still looking at. I've got them at 82 scholarship players now, so they got three spots left. I mean, numbers-wise, they're at 14 offensive linemen. You'd like them to be at 15, 16 would be great. Um, you know, wide receiver, I mentioned they're at, what, seven or eight, I think, maybe eight. Um, you, you know, probably could use one or two wide receivers and then, um, you know, need another safety. So the numbers don't quite work out to where they would be able to add all those. And, yeah, I don't, you know, we'll see what kind of, you know, there's some quality wide receivers out there, but, uh, it's it's getting kind of thin right now at other spots. Ro, we are out of time. Sorry oh, about that. Uh, Piggy Smalls had a question for you. I'll try to remember that one for tomorrow to make sure that we okay. answer that one as well. All right, Trey, we will talk with you tomorrow. That's Trey Biddy of Hawksports.com being brought to you by Asher Record Service Company. Rick Schaefer, I'm Randy Rainwater. Drive Time Sports will continue. Tune into The Zone Fridays for The Zone Rewind, when Justin and Wes discuss their best moments, sound bites, and interviews of the week. Brought to you by Mosquito Joe. With Mosquito Joe, outside is fun again. Clint Sterner here for Low T Center. Guys, there are a lot of people out there talking about testosterone, but I want you to do your homework, man. I want you to make sure that you choose a provider that you can trust. The provider that I trust, the provider that I recommend is Low T Center. It's where I get my levels checked. I've been a client for five plus years now. Low T Center exclusively specializes in men's wellness. They check all your levels, not just your testosterone, and they determine the cause of any symptoms you're having and whether you're a candidate for low T or something else like low thyroid or even sleep apnea. Typically, their annual health assessment is completely covered by health insurance and I'm telling you folks they check everything including PSA which is your prostate levels and they check thyroid, liver and kidney function, cholesterol glucose levels and much more. Low T Center has affordable and convenient options for treatment including monitored self-inject treatment that ships directly to you each month so no need to come to the center each week. Make your health a priority this new year and schedule your annual health assessment at Low T Center today it's covered by most health insurance or less than $100 cash pay. Go to LowTCenter.com to book your appointment online. That's LowTCenter.com Low T Center, reinventing men's health Pickup truck, sports car, motorcycle, minivan, townhouse, two-story, farmhouse, fixer-upper. What you drive and where you live is different for everyone, so it's important to have insurance that fits your needs and is just right for you. At Shelter Insurance, we understand that, which is why our agents help you design a comprehensive auto, home, and life insurance plan. Insurance that fits just right. See shelter agents Jason Daly or Richard Yeager in Little Rock and ask about Shelter's competitive rates. It's the perfect day. You're just driving along, listening to your favorite music. The window's down. There's a cool breeze. Life is good. But wait, hold on a second. You're not wearing a seatbelt? You'd better put that on before that... Uh-oh, too late. Cops everywhere are stepping up enforcement, so you'd better buckle up or you will get caught. Sorry to ruin your day. Click it or ticket. A message from the Arkansas State Police Highway Safety Office. Paid non-attorney spokesperson. This ad is paid for by the settlement specialist. Non-Hodgkin's lymphoma is one of the most common cancers in the United States. If you or a loved one was diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma and were regularly exposed to Roundup weed killer, you could be entitled to cash compensation. Bayer, the owner of Roundup, will pay more than $10 billion to cancer victims of weed killer Roundup. Call our weed killer cancer hotline now to see if you're entitled to cash compensation. Roundup has been one of the most commonly used herbicides 
sites in the U.S. If you or someone you love has been diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma and were exposed to Roundup, call now. Our team is here to fight for everyday people and to get you the compensation you may deserve. If you or a loved one has been diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma and were regularly exposed to Roundup weed killer, even if the loved one has passed away, call 800-737-9455 now to see if you are entitled to compensation. But hurry, time is limited. Call 800-737-9455. 800-737-9455. Welcome back to Drive Time Sports, live from the Eat My Catfish studios, where it's much like any of the seven Eat My Catfish locations, minus the always fresh, delicious food options like the family-packed catfish dinners. When you're on the road, we're the voices inside your head. Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network. Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network. Rick Schaefer, I'm Randy Rainwater. In a moment, we'll be joined by Jared Wagner, uh, being brought to you by our good friends at the Fat Burger. But first, I want to talk about our other great friends on this Double B's. The 19th annual Double B's went off perfectly this past Saturday. And in talking with several of the vendors, there were at least two, may have more, may have been more, that have been there for all 19. Several have been there uh, over five or six or seven years. The only one they missed was the COVID year. We were talking about COVID a few moments ago. That's the legacy that you'll find, thanks to our friend Tommy Smith, who kind of helped develop this concept of what we now know as Double B's. And certainly, we got to give Lindy a lot of credit, too. But uh, the great thing is, when you have, a, you have someone backing you like Double B's, it's, it's almost going to be automatic a success. And because they have 32 different stores across our great state to serve you, they've always got the daily specials, they got the monthly specials, they got the rewards card. They have so much to offer. And with graduation upon us, and I know some have already graduated, some of our high schoolers, uh, University of Arkansas had graduation over the weekend. That's why it is important to stop by your double B's and take advantage of all the great opportunities that they present to you. My favorite, it begins the day. That is with the bean to cup of coffee. I can select the roast that I want, grind that selected roast, and produce a hot and fresh cup of Renoco coffee. And if you're in the mood for something else, Double Beast also serves the Renoco cappuccino. So check it out for yourself. It's Double Beast. Where you guys it, grab it, and go. Make it double B's. Now joined by Jared Wagner. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. Doing good. How are you? Are you ready to rock and roll? Yes, yes, I am. <laughs> I am. So it's uh, it's been a long time you, coming, so I'm I'm excited. You'd probably rather play, but you've been a pretty good cheerleader. They've done pretty well these recent weeks, haven't they? Yeah, yeah, I've, uh, you know, I've done, I've done a good job of, uh, you know, we, we, we were joking around uh, a couple weeks ago about being the, uh, I'm the vibe coordinator in the dugout, so keeping the vibes good, but, uh, yeah, just, yeah, just been uh, cheering the teammates on, and, you know, they've done a tremendous job, so. You know, I learned something uh, from Coach Van Horn about you. I didn't realize you were ambidextrous. Yeah, yeah, that's, <laughs> I didn't know I was was either until I uh, hurt my thumb and you know we were talking about you know staying fresh in the outfield and, and getting good reads continuing to get good reads so I was like well you know let me ball I was actually borrowing uh, Hunter Holland's glove he was nice enough to win me it and I was running down some balls in the outfield during BP kind of having some fun and uh, you know getting a little sweat going so well, is that is that why he had such good vibes Sunday? Was because he let you use his glove and look what he did on Sunday, huh? Yeah, yeah, I guess that's uh, that's the key. But yeah, he was uh, he was lights out yesterday. It was, uh, it was really fun to watch and uh, just man, he's such a competitor out there. It's uh, fun to watch. 
Well, to win two out of three in a series like that, the pitching was really good on both sides, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, you know, we, you know, going into the weekend, you thought maybe it might be a little bit of an offensive weekend, especially with, uh, you know, we hit a lot of home runs. South Carolina hits a lot of home runs, a lot of offense. And, you know, it ended up being a pitcher's, uh, pitcher's duel. And, uh, but it was uh, it was a good weekend, successful weekend. Won the series against uh, a really good uh, South Carolina team. So, you know, it's a, it's a success. I know what. Go ahead, Rick. Just one more question. I was going to say, it's low scoring, but how about a weekend where your team didn't make a single error? That that's as good as you've been all year defensively. That's pretty rare. Three games without one. Yeah, yeah. The uh, you know we played we played tremendous defense. Uh, I really like Diggs out on the right. He's, uh, you know, it's just been great to see kind of how far he's come, having to step up in the outfield. He made that diving play, which was, which was awesome. And then, you know, John makes tremendous plays at short, and Cali's yep. gotten solid over at third. So, you know, defensively, it's uh, it's kind of come together, and and we got to keep it going. So, well, you know, Jared, how difficult it can be to play a ball, particularly a line drive type ball, into the corner. I thought the one catch that Kendall made, he made it look easy. Actually, just drifted over, made the play right there on the line. But, I mean, that's that's something that normally you're talking about working on your fundamentals in the outfield. I mean, that's that's sometimes hard to duplicate, even in practice, getting that ball precisely where it's either on the line or right on top of the fence and then still be able to make the play. I, that That play, to me was as big as there was in the entire weekend. And then, uh, if he's not auditioning for an actor, uh, does Tavian, does he not like to add a little bit of, uh, we used to kind of call them hot dogs, that catch he made in center field where he takes another home run away, and then he acts like he makes us wait a good couple of seconds before he finally shows the ball. I mean, is that kind of like a little little showmanship there? Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, that was a uh, that was a tremendous play. Manny like, makes it look easy, doesn't he? Doesn't he? Yeah. But, uh, he, uh, you know, that's just him. He he really, you know, it's it's good to have those guys on your team that just truly, you know, he like I love to have fun, but he he loves to have fun and he loves to show, you know, having fun with the game. And, uh, you know, having, he, he, that's just kind of his personality, you know, he's, he's showing it off and, and, uh, you know, it was an amazing catch. You know, him and Diggs talking about that play that Diggs made it, it comes down to just being kind of aware and, and, you know, in, in the back of your mind, knowing where you're at. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, that those were some tremendous plays in the outfield. And, and, uh, Tay's, Tay's, it's, it's great to have Tay back in, in center field, uh, you know, making plays like that. First thing I thought, though, when he jumped, oh no, hamstring! I mean, if you're if you're going to test your hamstring, why don't you try one where you're maximizing your vertical to get up there to make the catch? But he seems to be a hundred percent. There doesn't seem to be any after effects with Tave with that hamstring issue that he had. Yeah, yeah, I think he's uh, he's good to go. Uh, he, uh, you know, there was I think there was a play where he was maybe going first to third on the weekend or I think it was maybe mm-hmm. the Friday yep. game and yep. and I'm you know, I'm eyeing him, I'm like, Oh, I don't know if you need to run that hard <laughs> <laughs> But uh yeah, making that play and then just him running running the bases like that, I would say uh, you know, it's 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 uh, healed up and he's I know he's working hard in the training room since I've been in there and they're gonna they're gonna keep that right, so well, you said uh, Randy started the program by saying, "Are you ready to go?" What makes you ready to go? Have you been able to take some hitting practice, and and how do you feel about playing Thursday? Yep. So uh, yesterday was kind of uh, the first day where where it uh, felt felt good enough to to swing. So um, you know, took some swings off the tee. Um, felt good to be back, and then today kind of took a a big stride and was able to hit some hit some BP. You know, four rounds, whatever, and it feels really good today. So, um, you know, kind of moving forward, we're going to do some live at-bats tomorrow. And uh, and then, obviously, Wednesday we'll practice at Bandy. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of full go at this point, uh, you know, ready to get back. and should be back on Thursday. So, 
I'm uh, I'm pretty excited. Um, you know, it feels like I've been out forever, but uh, yeah, I'm ready to go. You know, in this day of transfer portals and guys leaving after their junior year to go sign, you don't see as many recognized for graduating. You got recognized this weekend. What was that like? That you, I guess, you finished your graduate work. Yeah, yeah, with the senior day. Um, yeah, it felt it felt good. You know, I, uh, I know, uh, I don't know. It was good to have my family out there and and uh, you know finally be done with with some classes and. Uh, yeah, it just it, it just felt good, and it was kind of a surreal moment, you know. You're you're playing some of the I don't know last regular season games at, at Bomb, and uh, you know obviously I wasn't playing, but uh, yeah, it just uh, felt good. Jared, what what is is it the pain? Uh, I know that sometimes the uh, when the bat hits the ball, you don't always hit it solid, so you can get a little bit of. Uh, feedback from the bat, so to speak, but is it the, just the pain uh, being able to play through a little bit of pain and being able to grip the bat completely? What I mean, what what are the kind of the last final stages you're going through? Yeah, so there's a a little bit of soreness just on the top of the knuckle, and mm-hmm. if you think about that's my bottom hand, and as you swing, your your basically your top hand basically kind of rolls over into your right. knuckle. So that's kind of where you're having, where I'm having a little bit of pain. And uh, actually, since it's on the top of my knuckle, it's not really about, you know, the j- getting jammed or anything like that. It's going to make it worse or not. It's just, uh, that's that's where I'm seeing a little pain, and it's just playing through, playing through that pain. And then, you know, there's also um, ways that I can work around it. So basically, structurally, um, you know, it's not going to, it's, it's healed up. It's just getting kind of that mobility back. You know, I'm still still doing stuff to to basically get my thumb back to well getting my left thumb to to uh move like my right thumb but uh it's uh seems like every day you know i wake up and i'm like wow this is a lot better than the next day which is which has been really good so i can only imagine because i've gone through finger and other issues and uh you're right it's playing through the pain that's what it kind of boils down to because even if you put a little bit of wrap on it, that still doesn't doesn't help alleviate that pressure that you're putting on that knuckle. Now, one of the things that uh, Coach Van Horn also commented about, he's not worried about your arm and he's not worried about your legs. So, obviously, during this period of time, you hadn't dropped the uh, rope, so to speak, on staying in co- in playing condition. Yeah, yeah, that's been, uh, you know, obviously when it first happened, I was, I was super bummed, and, you know, for two days, I was like, I can't believe I did that, you know, in a midweek game. But then, you know, I kind of changed that mindset and was like, well, what can I do right now to ensure that when I get back, I'm ready to go? Mm-hmm. So, you know, I sat down with the the, the uh, strength coach, Hunter Bell, and said, you know, what can we do from a, you know, conditioning aspect and a strength aspect? And, uh, you know, he came up with a plan, and, and basically, you know, a lot of running, uh, just trying to kind of simulate games, so I'm staying in kind of that game shape, you know. So if I play Thursday, I'm not going to wake up on Friday and and you know feel like I just got hit by a train. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, we came up with a tremendous job, just keeping my strength and then uh, you know being conditioned. And then from a throwing standpoint, I mean, pretty much, I don't know. Once I got that big cast off, it was I was throwing, I don't know, five days a week, just like everyone else, playing catch. Um, you know, really, really stretching it out. You know, staying fresh, but at the same time, you know, getting getting my work in, and then, uh, you know, like I said, with that left-handed glove, and you know, chasing down some fly balls, keeping my footwork there. So, um, you know, it's been uh, it's been kind of a grind, knowing you know you're like four weeks out, and you know you're doing all this stuff, but it's uh, you know it's finally here, and you know I think it's going to pay off. All right, can you hang on for one more segment, Jared? Yep. All right, hang tight. That is Jared Wagner. Thanks again to L.A.'s original fat burger made with those thick and juicy beef patties. Presents Razorback Graffiti every Monday morning. Call Morning Mayhem and let them know how you feel about how they did. One sentence and one sentence only. 
It's May, and May means more at Saracen Casino. More winning, and of course, another great vehicle giveaway. This month, play to win the hottest SUV on the market. Ford's Big Ben Bronco 4x4 from Trotter Ford. The iconic Ford Bronco is back, better than ever with more advanced technology and creature comforts, and could be yours just for playing at Saracen. Win more in May, including a new Bronco. Saracen Casino Resort, Vegas, Arkansas style. Gambling problem? Call 800-522-4700. Hennard Foothills Equipment in Searcy has been selling and servicing Kubota equipment since 1991. Achieving Kubota's elite status for the service department and the years of experience throughout the dealership are just some of the reasons to choose Hennard. Hennard Foothills Equipment in Searcy, your hometown dealer no matter where you live. Hello folks, it's Frank Fletcher from the Fletcher Store right here in Sherwood. Well today I want to talk to you about why I would like for you to consider Fletcher Dodge when you need a new or a pre-owned vehicle. You know, shopping for an automobile makes most people uncomfortable. It can be a stressful experience, but we want to take away the stress and give you a pleasant buying experience with confidence in what you hear and you see. Folks, our business depends on you returning to us over and over again over the years. We've been here in Sherwood for over 25 years, and many of you have bought five, six, or seven vehicles from us. Most of our sales staff has been here a long time. As you know, all of our pre-owned vehicles have the prices right on the windshield. Our best price is there for everyone to see, and our new cars have Frank Fletcher's green tag showing all of our specials. So folks, please come see us at Fletcher Dodge on Warden Road in Sherwood, or you can shop us online at FletcherDeals.com and give us a chance to serve you. Hey, Laura Beth, I love that Kaufman by Design West has what it takes to make a big holiday weekend even bigger and better. Yeah, David, we at Kaufman proudly support our active military, first responders, and veterans, and we want to make these holiday weekends super special. You can chill and grill with our large selection of Pelican coolers or even the big green egg grills that range from size small to extra large. We can provide the home items that you need to make it a great holiday to remember. If you want to have a great holiday, check out Kaufman by Design West on Highway 10 right past Taylor Loop Road or check them out online at KaufmanLumber.com. Our care is a system of doctors, nurses, counselors, and pharmacists dedicated to bringing you the highest quality of health care. But it's more than that. It's relational. It's human. It's thousands of people over a three-state footprint offering health care to all. From the country club to the homeless shelter, no one is turned away. Our care. So you can live your story. At College Hunks Hauling Junk and Moving, they move the things you love and haul away the stuff you don't. They offer packing, moving, loading and unloading, as well as junk removal. Find out why they have more five-star reviews than any other moving company. CollegeHunksHaulingJunk.com Live from the Eat My Catfish studios, you feed your crave for sports by listening to Drive Time Sports. Much like you feed your crave at any of the seven Eat My Catfish locations. The number one sports radio show in Arkansas. Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network. Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network. Rick Schaefer, I'm Randy Rainwater. We'll be rejoined in a moment again by Jared Wagner, thanks to Fatburger. As Arkansas's community bank, First Security helps people make life better for themselves and for other Arkansans. They focus on helping make our communities stronger. Now, every dollar that stays in the community helps the community do things like new homes and businesses so other people can have better lives. Now, the financial professionals at First Security are big fans of Arkansas, and that's because they're Arkansas-owned and Arkansas-focused. They take communities just like they take care of commu- of customers. Check them out at fsbank.com and get ready to bank better at First Security. Remember, FDIC, equal housing lender, only in Arkansas, that's First Security Bank. And again, thanks to Fat Burger, L.A.'s original Fat Burger made with thick and juicy beef patties. Visit the last great hamburger with locations in Conway and Greenbrier. That's Fat Burger. Jared, uh, how important is it at, I guess you can say this stage, as frustrating as it was uh, for you and Tave and, and now Peyton Stovall, 
Uh, not to mention what's happened with Dylan Carter and some who have suffered the season-ending injuries. But has this been able to kind of mentally uh, refresh you guys as you're actually now coming down the stretch? Because you've been going through a grind, and then all of a sudden that grind stops. But did it kind of refresh you to be able to step away a little bit? Yeah, yeah, I'd say, I don't know if, um, you know, refreshing is the word. You kind of get some perspective on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think some of the guys, I know I was talking to Tay about this, but it's like, you know, it, it, it's a lot of games in a short amount of time, and, and you know, they, they can get kind of a grind, and then you take this step back, and, you know, you get it taken away from you where you can't play, and it gives you a little bit of a perspective where, you know, you can't take anything for granted. Uh, you know, you never know what could happen and uh yeah so it gave you a little little uh freshness and a little bit of uh a chance to kind of step back and and kind of realize where you're at and uh what you need to do so it also means that you haven't played in a while and you're going to face a pretty darn good pitching staff against vanderbilt what kind of a challenge does that present since you haven't hit against live pitching in a while yeah yeah i mean uh tomorrow hoping to get some live at bats, quite a few at bats off of uh, some of the guys that didn't throw over the weekend. Um, kind of get my timing down and stuff, and then uh, yeah, they're they're they got a really good uh, pitching staff, and uh, you know it's kind of a challenge. It'll be a little bit of a challenge to uh, step up in the in the box. You know, maybe not seeing stuff like that or getting that many at bats before stepping in. But you know, that's uh, that's kind of the challenge you want. You know, so. You all go into the series knowing if you win the series, you're at worst SEC co-champions and at best maybe champions. Isn't it amazing how this team has gotten to this point of the year with leading the SEC with all the injuries you've had? Yeah. Yeah, it, uh, it, it really has been. You know, it's, it's, you know, missing, you know, all these all these guys and then just these uh, everyone else that, you know, are – our uh, backups and people that kind of get put in those positions that they don't play really step up. And, uh, you know, I think it's a testament to kind of, you know, how, how deep this, this team is. But I think it's also a testament to kind of just how close this team is. You know, I've never been on a team that is quite this close. And, uh, you know, when someone goes down, um, people are, are ready to step up and, and, and help out. So, and the big thing is, I mean, everyone's cheering for each other. It's, uh, it's, it's really cool. It's a really fun vibe in the locker room, and I think that's kind of carried us. Uh, you know, a lot of people don't think that that's that big of a deal, but I think, you know, this year, you know, we were able to win, win some games just with how close we are and guys cheering on each other and helping each other out. How have you developed that in just one season? I actually, me and my, I had a lunch of, or uh, breakfast with my dad this morning. We were talking about that. I think it comes down to just all these new guys, you know, all these new guys showing up, you know, there's not a whole lot of returners from last year's team and, and guys, uh, you know, Juco guys, transfers like me, um, you know, we walk in there with no ego and, and, uh, we just kind of gel. There's really a lot of great personalities, a lot of, uh, you know, we got, we got some interesting characters on our team, but you know, at the end of the day, everyone kind of embraces that, um, kind of for who you are. And, and it's, uh, you know, it's fun. We just hang out in the locker room all the time, and, uh, you know, we don't want to leave the facility. <laughs> Which brings up a, a unique situation. Most coaches would like to start having their team reach that peak uh, where they're playing their their very best baseball. Uh, Rick talked about this earlier. What's amazing with all the changes that's gone on, this past weekend there was not one error, not one uh, made by the defense over the entire weekend, and John Bolton had some really tough opportunities. And Peyton Holt, holy smokes, Peyton Holt, um, it's going it's going to be tough on Coach Van Horn when you get back 100 percent. Stovall gets back. Uh, you already gotten Tave back, but I mean these are guys that have stepped up, as you mentioned a few moments ago, Peyton Holt and others. It's going to make it tough on on Coach Van Horn to make all the pieces fit back together. But does that kind of excite you, Jared, to know that now going forward, you guys are only going to keep peaking as you get a little bit deeper into the season? 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely uh, exciting. And, and uh, yeah, our defense obviously did really well over the weekend. Uh, you know, Holt had, had tremendous bad. I think he had three hits on Sunday. And, uh, you know, a double, I think, three three pretty big hits. And, uh, yeah, it's it's, uh, it's refreshing that we got all these guys. I, I know I wouldn't want to be, uh, you know, DVH making these, uh, riding up the lot. Roster, I know that that's going to be a challenge, you know, just with how well guys have stepped up into roles when maybe guys were injured or, or you know, what whatever. But uh, yeah, it's uh, you know, it's an exciting times. We're excited, but uh, at the same time, it's kind of that one day, one day at a time mentality. I know uh, today we got an off day, and then it's you know, let's get better tomorrow and and kind of just focus on the day. I think we've done a tremendous job, and that's kind of what you got to do, you know, in these situations. I think most of us would say, I realize Dave had said this back uh, before the season, he thought this might be the best pitching staff that he's ever had. And even though it got off to a rocky start, I think he's starting to, uh, uh, we're starting to see what he's talking about. Uh, has the pitching, to a degree, has that been the biggest surprise in your opinion, Jared? No. No, I don't think uh, I don't think it really has been. I I know during the fall, uh, you know, we were, we were, I mean, all those hitters were like, well, this, you know, our pitchers had to be had to be uh, really good because uh, I know a lot of us were struggling off of them. So I wouldn't say it was a surprise. You know, I'd say it was more of a surprise that it kind of was was a rocky start. But you know, I think we're starting to hit hit the strike, and uh, you know, I think uh, you know our starters we get. Um, you know, Holland moved to the Sunday and then Smith and, and the Friday slot and Brady's looking good in that Saturday slot. So now we're kind of maybe got a little bit of a more defined rotation and, and you know, McIntyre's still doing really well. Um, so, I mean, you know, getting Tiger back and then getting that rotation kind of set at this point, it, uh, you know, it's looking good and everyone's stuff is, uh, is looking good. So, you know, I'm, a, I'm excited for our pitching staff, you know. I mean, even McIntyre threw really good on saturday and you know obviously the bats couldn't come through for him but uh yeah it's uh i'm excited for our pitchers that's that's for sure and don't leave out gage wood oh yeah yeah can't leave him yeah (laughs) he's uh he's a he's a bulldog i don't know he's he's got that mentality and uh he you know that that heater so electric comes out of his hands but you know looking like a hundred and uh he's he's fun to fun to watch well, do you think with Brady Tiger, he adds an inning every week? Do you think by the time he gets the SEC tournament, he can go five or six? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think they're they're being smart about him, you know, um, just being kind of conservative. But I think, uh, you know, a couple weeks go by, he'll he'll be able to extend it. So, no expectations, but I only expect a couple of home runs out of you this week in in your return over at Vanderbilt. So. Take care, of, <laughs> take care of business, Jared. All right, buddy. All right, sounds good. All right, we'll talk to you next week. Jared Wagner, thanks again to Fat Burger. Hello, folks. It's Frank Fletcher from the Fletcher Store right here in Sherwood. Well, today I want to talk to you about why I would like for you to consider Fletcher Dodge when you need a new or a pre-owned vehicle. You know, shopping for an automobile makes most people uncomfortable. It can be a stressful experience, but we want to take away the stress and give you a pleasant buying experience with confidence.